Do we connect? Connected. Today, we have music. Yep, yep, sure would love to change that world. Boy, it is flat changing right in front of us, isn't it? Let's see if we can get this volume cranked down. I got my timer back today. And we will uh, proceed on another show at the Radio Ranch. The time date stamp is September the 20th. And, of course, it's Radio Ranch. Roger Sills, your host, and a bunch of good folks here on the Jitsi board already this morning. And we stream. Over on Eurofolk Radio, mighty glad to be affiliated and associated with these fine folks. So, got a few folks on the board here this morning, I see. We had a good, somebody said we had 88 people on the board yesterday. That's that's right up there. We've had in the 80s, but I can't remember 88, 89. So, we're uh, picking up a little bit of steam. Uh, Maybe better to grow gradually than accelerate all at one time. So uh, we'll just see as we take it a day at a time trying to spread this message that all of y'all understand is um, is not easily perceived by folks. Would that be a good way to put it? Um, That would be. uh, It's it's incredible, though. But when somebody gets it, they flat get it. Okay. And they get it quick. Uh, I was talking with John and Kathy last night, and they were telling me about a guy out there in California that stumbled onto this a while back. And this is maybe for some of you other folks that have this problem. Um, and he's gone into the archives, and, and he just listens to old shows constantly. And uh, he's found a way to download these shows off CastBox uh audience if some of you are are preferable to wanting to download them where you can go back and do whatever you want to do with it um go you can't do it off the website evidently but you can do it off the cast box app on your phone and if you just hold on a second mike if you just go to cast box my understanding is you can only access five archive shows but if you load their app you can access the whole library and you can download the programs that's what i'm told i haven't gone and experienced it mike did you have something to add to that yes i can uh put the rss feed in the chat that's the that's the actual feed the cast box and if you've got android itunes i mean itunes or whatever you can punch that into the podcast and it'll automatically download it for you okay well if you say so um Anyway, that's a way to do it. I know that's been a particular uh, uh, problem for John because he wants to download them. He doesn't want to use the player for whatever reason. And uh, so we got an answer to that finally. So uh, new to me. Um, I think the uh, I, I spoke with my mom yesterday after the program. I talked to mom quite a bit, you know, and a wonderful woman. Um, wish I was more like her. Uh my mother's got a very interesting attribute in her history. Every every organization she ever joined, she was elected president. Okay, and she's just a delightful woman. Just always uh, been a great mom and uh, very loving and kind and energetic and bright. And people love her and all that kind of stuff. Well, she's ninety four now, 
and uh, it's still in good health, really, for somebody her age. As much junk food as she's eating, and and you know, not listening to don't do this and don't do that. But it tastes good. <laughs> so anyway, that's the problem I think with her eyes is uh, frying stuff, frying foods. You know, people in the South fry everything. And uh, because of usually in the summers is so hot, and that's how you wouldn't have to use the oven in the house. You'd fry. And so we've always grown up on fried food. And, and of course, using seed oils and all that stuff, people didn't know any better. I, I personally have always thought that was a large contributor to her eye problems. But regardless, uh, she's in good health and uh, fiercely independent at 94. I mean, you know, so um, but with the usual aches and pains. And so I got her an Ikea machine. And the the funniest thing was I ordered it for her on Thursday night. Well, damn, if she didn't get it on Saturday, two days, I, I was freaky, you know. And uh, so she's blind and, and, you know, legally. And so uh, she couldn't read the instructions or anything. Some our male gal was over there, and but she had to go, and she kind of looked at it. And, and then Sunday, so another, my cousin and his wife came over. And so they pulled out the instructions. I don't guess the instructions are very thorough, you know. And uh, so she started using it. And she had severe um, arthritis pain in her lower leg and ankle. Gone in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. So I don't know uh, what she's done since yesterday, but I've imagined she's probably been using it a bunch more. But that's a good report from my own mother here on the iTerra machine. Uh, I spoke with John and Kathy. They had, uh, he'd stayed up late the night before, and there's no big urgency on when they're going to uh, start joining us. But, um, but uh, probably best one of the, I don't know, it'll be up to them. But that Monday second hour is probably a good slot. Uh, we'll see. Then that, uh, but regardless, there's a big uh, iTerra convention in uh, Vegas this week. And John's going over there, uh, I think, tomorrow. Um, but they're introducing some new products. Uh, one that I just heard about, that's all I've just been mentioning, is called Seven Waters. And it's something to do with a water purification system and seven different types of water that benefits your body. So we'll find out more about that as we go forward. But this little company here has got some other products in the line that uh, I've just heard mentioned. I haven't heard them promoted or anything. I haven't gone to the website and looked. But the uh, uh, the interesting thing is they this little Lytera machine works, okay? I mean, there's just no, no way around it. Uh, it might not work on everything, but it sure works on an awful lot of stuff, and I'm personally experiencing it with my feet and my eyes. I just wanded my eyes here for a few minutes for the show. I'm going to start doing that real regularly because I'm starting to see some improvement. And uh, if you've been fighting eye problems, you grasp for anything that can give you any improvement. So the fact that this little thing does is uh, pretty encouraging. And uh, we'll see as we go forward. But I hope everybody, if you've ordered them, there's a couple of orders that got screwed up in this process. And I think we've gotten those uh, straight. And uh so hopefully, but as you guys get these things and start messing with them, I think you're going to be real pleasantly surprised. And I'll be interested to see as we go forward and get into those. Uh, I'd like to do what Joyce used to do with Longevity, you know. I don't know if any of you used to listen to Joyce, but she was a huge Longevity uh, uh, person. And she just opened up the phone for two hours with people calling in on personal testimonials. 
And so we'll probably get some of that around here on this iTerra machine. But uh, pretty interesting, very, very interesting device. And uh, boy, to see results from something like that. If you if you've got those aches and pains and you're having to go and get pills and deal with it, however you can deal with it. And here's this little thing that comes along that seems seems to uh, alleviate all those things. It's very encouraging. So uh, there's a real good feather in our cap here on the health side. Uh, let's see what else is happening. I was just listening to uh, Owen Stroyer from yesterday. Uh, just as I went over here and joined you guys, uh, he was talking about the situation in Brazil. Uh, very interesting. Bolsonaro obviously is one of the, well, one of the more powerful leaders in the world, really, even more, maybe, probably more so than Trump. I, I've seen some videos of his rallies down there. They've got an election coming up in 15 days. Um, some of his rallies down there have three to five million people. Have you all seen that? those videos of that? I mean, just throngs and throngs and throngs of people for Bolsonaro. Well, what has happened is when I, when I was in Argentina, this was going on in Brazil because I remember it. Um, they had a president named Lula, Lula, who was a dyed-in-the-wool communist, and uh, he got uh, he got convicted of corruption and has been in jail for his corruption in in, in Brazil. The Brazilian, the corrupt, I should put that adjective, the corrupt Brazilian Supreme Court expunged his record and let him out of prison to run against Bolsonaro. Here's your communists and their far reach in action all over the world. Okay, So now, 15 days before the election, evidently Lula, the guy that got out of prison for corruption, the communist, is leading, quote-unquote, leading Bolsonaro. So we'll see. It sounds like they're fi- they're fixing to pull another uh, 2020 down there. Uh, but uh, that's kind of interesting. I never did get over to Brazil. I tried one time, and Brazil is really strict about letting people in, even on a visa. And uh, you got to go to the embassy, and at least this is the way it was when, when I was trying this 10, 12 years ago. Because I, I have a friend... Jack, my friend Jack, and I have a mutual friend from Atlanta named Michelle, and Michelle is a real go-getter. And uh, back uh, in the early days, she started this. Indian ear candles came back around. You know, I'm not, they've been around for a long time, but they became popular and in vogue, a wave of popularity, if you will. And uh, Michelle started getting all the Patriot wives, and they'd come over to her house, and they'd make these Indian ear candles. And uh, then she'd pay them a quarter, and she'd sell them for a dollar, you know. And uh, I'll be darned if she hadn't built an international business out of that. And uh, so she's a good friend of Jack and mine both, and she uh, lives uh, most most of the time between Atlanta and Costa Rica. And... Uh, so, uh, well, I forgot where I was going with all that. <laughs> anyway, uh, man, I got, come on, mind, dadgummit. I get off on details, and I forget where I was going. Uh, but uh, anyway, well, it'll come back to me. So anyway, um, no, uh, she, I was going, here's what it was. She had, there's a big South American conference in Sao Paulo, and she couldn't make it to man the booth and asked me to go man the booth for her in Sao Paulo. So I hadn't been in Argentina very long, didn't know the ropes down there too much. And so I was just going to go down and catch a plane to, you know, just like you go into another country, they take your visa, they stamp it and let you in. Well, I go down there and I find out, no, you got to have a visa ahead of time. 
so I'm in Buenos Aires trying to, you know, get ready to go over to Sao Paulo to do this thing for my friend. And I had to go to the Brazilian embassy there in Buenos Aires. And they go, well, your, your flights tomorrow, it takes three days to get you a visa. And uh, so this is what – and they go into the requirements. They wanted a copy of your bank account. They wanted a copy of your bank account before they'd issue you a visa so that they knew that you weren't going to Brazil to feed off their social system. And I'm going, man, I don't want anything to do with Brazil's social system. They got real strict requirements on how many days you can stay there and uh, per year and if you go out and can't come back and you know, all kinds of requirements over there. So uh, I was aware of Brazil, and then Lula got elected, and all hell broke loose over there for all that time. So uh, interesting country. I wish I'd have gotten over there to see it. Um, but uh, unfortunately, because of those restrictions, uh, never did. Um but anyway, that's an interesting geopolitical thing, and especially with a leader with as high a profile as Bolsonaro. So uh, just a couple of international things uh, going around. Um, how's everybody doing this morning? All right? Good. Okay, good. Well, Paul's doing good. I um, think Peru. Peru also has pretty strict uh, visitation limitations uh, well all of them have 90 day visas but some of them are just more strict like i'm illegal here in ecuador uh-huh. uh well i mean i've been that way for, for years now <laughs> you know but the thing is is i don't i don't go flying anywhere i don't travel in country i don't uh drive a car i don't do any of that stuff so i i don't have any even a chance of potentially running into any problems with it they don't t- i mean hell me and two or three other million venezuelans here you know at least i'm contributing to the economy in the country you know uh they're out there can't find work they can't get papers because they're illegal so they're all over the street selling stuff every every intersection's got people selling stuff you know or they have all kinds of strange things down here one of the cleverest ones though that i've seen is at lights where they've got a long traffic light mm-hmm. and they'll get somebody and i'm not kidding you they've they've got the timing down on the light so much that they'll take one of these straps you know not a rope but a strap right and they'll find a particular intersection where they can go over and anchor one end on something, a light pole or a tree or something. And then when the light stops, they'll run over and attach the other end. They'll get out on the rope in the intersection and start juggling. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you here either, okay? And they'll start juggling something, bowling pins or something. And they've got the timing down where they can go through their whole routine, jump down, run over, undo one end of it, and let the thing down and let the traffic go. Wow. I mean, it's pretty amazing. You just sit there and watch them, you know. Uh, there's all, there's just all kinds of stuff going on, a lot of it Venezuelans, and because uh, they're looking for money, you know. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll get that straightened out one of these days, maybe. And uh, so there are no big repercussions. They fine you a little bit when you leave. Uh, and that's about the only time they catch you. So anyway, we'll see how that goes. But, hell, I was illegal in Argentina for almost the whole time I was down there. Even had that accident down there, and I was illegal. And it was never brought up. Never mm-hmm. once. Okay. So uh, interesting, interesting living down here has been a. 
I've, I've kind of guided my life over a number of years over personal growth. How much personal growth do I go through, you know, with these experiences? And, boy, I've gone through a lot of personal growth down here, okay? I learned another language. I was interacting with all these cultures and all that different stuff. It's just been a real good experience for me. I'm real glad I did it. Uh, so, anyway, uh, we got a bunch of folks on the board. Anybody got questions or anything this morning? We got any new folks that would like to introduce themselves? We'd love to meet you. Nope. Yeah, nope. Hi, Roger. There's somebody. Hi, who are you? Hello. Hello. Uh, my name is Marla Waters. Marla? Is it Mar- Marla? You're, you're a little garbled. Is it Marla? Yeah, M-A-R-L-A. Hey, Marla. This first time I've called you. Good. Where are you? What, what part of the country are you? I'm in Minnesota. Minnesota. And I want to thank you. You did ask. Yeah, communist state of Minnesota. Yeah, we you had another. a few emails for me with the Oh, I remember. I remember, Marlon. Now, we had a new guy on yesterday from Minnesota. We got a few folks up there now. They're commi- they can commiserate with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was going to make a comment about that and ask you a question about that. I don't. I, I believe his name was Abram or Abraham. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think we I did have a couple. Questions. I think we heard from him for the first time yesterday too. I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, Marla. So go ahead if you would. Please. Oh no, no, no. That's okay. There, there was a probably my bad on the way I had word in an email to you for questions regarding. I did send in my affidavit. I haven't gotten the receipt or returned yet from the State Department, but the question had to do with the passport. And I know that you had mentioned wait approximately twenty days. So the the driver's license, you said go ahead and use that for an ID. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, do I hand them my affidavit? Is that how that gets attached? Well, you just, I fill everything out. Well, well, you just have it with you as you make sure you got to sign. Is this your first time you've applied for a passport? It is. Yes. Okay, so you got to use DS eleven. Uh, there's a slightly different yep. procedure for first timers, and I think is because they're very well aware that this. Uh, that they've got to put this information in that piece of paper, okay? They've got to put it in there. So they go to great lengths to hide it. And so I'm thinking that they figure once if they can get you on that first one and you don't have something to file, then from then on out all the renewals, and then the presumption solidly in effect, okay? But they have okay. to put the information in that uh, in the instructions that you can get out of it. That's why that warning box, and it's so nebulous and, and nondescript, and it's where you can attach documentation, but you better not lie. Well, they don't tell you what for, okay? And uh, so you got to have a birth original copy of birth certificate certified or, or original, and uh, you've got to go in front of a presiding administrating official to sign it. So most of the time, you're going to find those at the, at the post office. They have an agent there that's an administrating agent. But occasionally, and we've had this happen with Ken down in Lubbock, uh, there wasn't an administrating official at the post office. And in that instance, you got to go to a judge and sign it. you got to go hunt up a judge and go get it signed in front of him. And then, as Ken told us, they would that once he signed it, they wouldn't let him handle the package. They mailed it the judge, the courthouse. Okay, oh. so they take this first one real seriously, obviously. And I think it's because it's the first time. If you're a first time applicant, the first time people are presented with this, you can volunteer out deal. All right. So uh, when you're going through that process, 
just hand them the affidavit say i want to make sure this is in the package if they give you any grief which they won't shouldn't uh go to the warning box it says it says right here i can attach documentation it says right here in the oath on this other thing unless explanatory statement is attached so obviously i can include things in with this package in this application i don't think you'll find any problems okay some of them might tell you, well, I've never had anybody do this before. We've had that comment come back because there are just so few people that understand it, you know. Uh, so, anyway, shouldn't be any problem there. Use your driver's license. That shouldn't be any problem as your ID. And uh, I, I doubt if you'll have any, any kind of situation with it. Okay, very good. One of the other questions I had asked, you know, the last four digits of the Social Security number, of course, I sent these documents out. Uh, a fool that I was, I guess I put my whole number on there. Is there going to be, uh, do I have to worry about um, identity fraud or is that well, I, you shouldn't uh, it, because it's going internally, but then again, you never know what bureaucrats are handling it. Uh, I haven't heard of any of that happening. And the reason that we've recently started suggesting people do that is because you may be, uh, you know, Joe Smith. Well, how many Joe Smiths are there, you know? And you want to make sure this paperwork is routed specifically to you. So if you're sending it in cold, then uh, there there may be some problems in the administrative department if there's multiple names like that. And that's why if you don't have an expired or an existing passport, which you could use that number without any fear of any that happening, but if you don't have those, which you obviously don't, uh, you can put your name, your place of birth, your date of birth, and the last four digits of your social. Now, Diane, one of our newer gals from Indiana, went down to file that at the property records office, and they wanted her to white that information out, which still I don't understand. And then they wanted her to have prepared by and and have who prepared the the affidavit at the top, which, again, I don't understand that either. I've never heard those things before, but each of these jurisdictions can have their own little quirks and rules, I guess. So, um, anyway, it shouldn't be any problem for you, I don't think. And welcome. How'd you find us, Marla? Oh, I heard you on Tim Brown. I listen to him each and every morning while I'm working, and I work from home, so I was able to hear that, and immediately it struck a chord with me. So yep. I. I did go to your site, the Matrix Doc. I also ordered your book, and I'm listening to the interviews, and some of them I listen to multiple times. So this is something I'm very interested in doing, and I want to have a complete handle on this whole process and know what I'm doing. Good for you. So and I, I, I was, as I you've heard, very impressed with you. Well, thank you very much. As you've heard, my my big mantra here is learn the information. So obviously you've gone to great strides through curiosity and through whatever your other motivations are, and this is registered with you immediately from from listening to me on Tim. And now you're back here, you've done some homework, and you're ready to proceed. God bless you. Yeah, so that brings up the thing when I heard Abram yesterday. This uh, carry permit business here in Minnesota, it, it struck me really surprising when he mentioned that because from from what I'm getting from this, that that should be basically null and void that you should not have to request a permit to purchase. And my question to you would be that in some of these instances of other situations that people have been up against, they 
some of these people can be held personally liable for not uh, recognizing as a national. For, you're not be, yeah, you're not being recognized. My question would be: Is that not the case for people that are going to require you? To go through testing and to get a carry permit for a, a gun, it's, they're not going to sell you one. It's interesting because I, I was thinking about that last night with the the caller from New York yesterday, which has got a very stringent application process too. Mike, do you got something to mm-hmm. add here? Yes, I, I was going to add if the FFL has a business license in the state, uh, they have to go by what state law says, oh. unless the federal overrides it. Well, it, the state law should should be a requirement for residents and uh, residents. And if you're not one of those, those state laws shouldn't apply to you, should they? Yes, I understand that, but the FFL doesn't know that. Well, I know, and and Marla and and others that are new, especially part of what we do here, and part of the reason I really try and get you guys to learn the information is because we're having to go out and educate these people on this. Now, you're the foil, okay? I educate you. You're going to have to go out in your day-to-day dealings and, and interactions and educate other people. And that's how we spread this message. You, you, uh, you know, Adam, who's probably heading on with us this morning, he's he's new, full of pee and vinegar, and he, he just can't stop talking to people about it, you know? And to the fact when he went to file his affidavit, Marla, he turned all the clerks in the post office onto it, and they were all interested, okay? So in a sense, we're educating the people, too, because they're just as ignorant of this little scam as you were before you stumbled on this information. Uh, but technically, yeah, pardon me, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's interesting you say that because uh, I have taken some vacation days there a week or so ago to do just that. Look up, learn, write my cover letters, do the affidavit. And my husband had time off with me, and he went to the post office with me, and I was telling him to watch Tim Brown listen to you and get an idea. And he's asking me, well, why is it you, you've gone through, you've signed everything, did everything. Why don't you just make copies for me, and then I can put my name on them? And I refused. <laughs> Good I for said, you. If you want your freedom, you're going to have to work for it. I said, I shouldn't have to do this for you, and you have no clue what I'm doing anyway. And so see, there's... Unfortunately... That, no, go ahead. And I'm sorry. We got a little lag here, so but I, I really want to add, because this is a real important point you just brought up here. Go, so go ahead, please. Okay. Well, I was a little frustrated with them because I spent two days of writing everything up, making sure the documents are okay, asking you some questions through the email, and I wanted him to actually, my frustration with him, as I said, if the least you could do is please watch Tim Brown. There's two, uh, two interview shows. I said, it's four hours of your time. If you can spend four hours with frivolity on the computer, you can spend four hours finding out what it means to be, you know, Tell them you're free, but he's got a fear. He's wondering what kind of a hornet's nest I'm going to steer, uh, stir up. And he said, I guess I really don't, I don't care. <laughs> if you're not free, you've got nothing, and I'm willing to go for it. But nonetheless, I did ask him, please put some effort into it to show me that you're serious. I'll help you then. But until then, until you put a foot forward and put some time into it, you have no business going through the process. Marla, I really like you, okay, uh, because you're you're a woman after my own heart in this information here, 
because here's here's the big picture, and you probably heard me say this. If you don't learn the information, just like your husband, file that for me, right? He doesn't know what's going on. And the big problem is the world doesn't change. You're going to go out. You're going to file this paperwork. You're going to get this back. You're going to have this knowledge and this understanding. And the world you've lived in your whole life doesn't change. You've got to be the change. We've got to be the change. See, that's my big goal here. It's the reason I don't charge you guys for this, all right, one of them is because I don't care about the money, first of all. I don't care about all the materialistic crap, okay? But the only, I want to affect change. I know how important this information is. I've been eating, sleeping, and drinking it for 30 years, okay? I know how important it is. But unless you change, nothing changes. If you file that for your husband, and he goes along and he goes, sees his buddy down at the grocery store or something, hey, hey, what's been going on? Man, I'm free now. Yeah, what do you mean? Well, I don't know. My wife did it for me. Well, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know any of this stuff. I just know I'm got filed a piece of paper and I'm free. But his life doesn't change because he hasn't learned the information. It's the information that changes everything. And you got to input the information. And that's what I ask you folks to do in lieu of paying me is learn the damned information. Collectively, we can affect change. Okay, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know the process is going to go forward. I got real frustrated with it years ago, lack of progress. And, you know, we wanted to entertain the thought about quitting, why nobody wants to listen. Okay, but I know how important the information is. I know it's got to get out there because I know nobody knows it. And so I made it. I made it. Well, I made a deal with the big guy. Okay, and I said, listen, I'm I'm frustrated. I want to quit. I realize that I can't open these doors. I'm going to leave that up to you. What I'll do in the interim is I'll continue, and I'll keep getting the better arms around this and getting where I understand it better and can explain it better. And when the time comes, you open the door. Okay? So that's what we're doing. We're marking time until the door gets opened. And along the way, we're picking up people like Mike and Marla and Paul and all the other great folks around here that this information has resonated with, and we're making us all stronger. And that's growing gradually, but it's growing steadily. It's growing steadily right now compared to a lull we went through many years with very little growth, okay? And so... Uh, it's just I, I I can see the situation externally building. I can see the frustrations. I can see all the pressure points, and I know there's a bunch of people ready to hear this now. But it's still on God's timetable. When He's ready to open the door, it'll open. I thought maybe He was opening it with this John B. Wells thing two weeks ago, but that at least has been sidetracked for whatever reason. Don't know. Uh, but that might not be the door. You know. Uh, but we'll see as we go forward. We're growing, and that's why I keep trying to get you guys learn the information. You go out and keep putting it in front of people, and we'll continue to grow. And these our enemies are scared to death of this. Okay, it exposes well, it every. Pardon me. I said it sure is a work in progress, and I am still amazed. I we had. Uh, a brother-in-law and sister-in-law over in the weekend, I presented that information to them. They've got a grandson. They're gonna, their, their daughter's going to homeschool. Uh, the other thing is they didn't do any of the vaccinations oh, at good. all. Yeah, any of these childhood vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Good. They have been told uh, that 
they if they don't bring their little grandson in or the, to the wellness uh, checks, that they can take him. I did tell my sister-in-law that this information that you provided, I said for yourself, for your grandson, your daughter, you you guys need to look into this and, and do this because they will take your son. I'm sure you heard that story about baby Cyrus. Well, that baby Cyrus story caused us to make a big alteration in our procedures here, actually. Oh. Okay. I before well, I'd never before thought about doing it for minor children, okay? But when the baby Cyrus thing came up and got so much attention and the progress that it made, uh, they, they wouldn't have been able to do that. They wouldn't be able to do that to any of these children if, they've, if their parents are, are, have put in an affidavit for them. I mean, that stops them that cold. Uh, again, all of these laws are made for residents. Okay? And if you're not one, they can't apply the law to you. And if they do, and it gets in a, can you imagine, and take this baby Cyrus situation, you could imagine that they would have known this, and that's a really great family. I heard the grandfather interviewed several times, okay, very sharp guy. And uh, if they would have known this and had that affidavit on file, even if the cops and CPS tried to do it, when they get into some sort of, if you'll remember, that case went to an administrative hearing, Okay. Yes. It'll never go to any kind of hearing because they don't want this information brought out. They're scared to death of it. See, when you file this paperwork, Marla, they've got two options. Best I can figure, and I put many hours of thought into this. When you present that to them, because it's a scam and a fraud, and it's their system that they brought in, and you can volunteer out, they've either got to recognize that or they've got to take the mask off and be open tyrants, one of the two. And they'll never do that. They've learned that lesson painfully over history, and they know there's greater numbers of us than there are them. That's the one thing that scares these people is numbers of us. That's why they're trying to kill us all. Okay. So that's their choice when you file this. Recognize it and adhere to it or else be an open tyrant. And if they don't recognize it and they try and proceed and they use any of their systems, then you they run the risk of having you bring this information up into some sort of a forum where other people can hear it. And, boy, that's what they don't want. The evidence of that is they won't touch me with a 10-foot pole. I mean, I you're new. You haven't heard this, but, I mean, I'll get on the air here and call them dirty kikes, uh, sorry, Sabbatean, Zionist, lying, slaving, thieving, murdering Jews. I'll get on here and beg them to put me on their hate list. They won't put me on a hate list because they yeah, don't want to – well, they don't want to draw – you know, all the people that don't know this and they see these hate lists and they see your name up there, well, they're going to – well, I'm going to go over and see what he's saying. Huh? See, they don't want to steer people to this information, and they risk that by demonizing me. I used to refer to this as super kryptonite for super ferrocyte because it literally de-empowers them. One little, 
one little sentence on one little piece of paper. I'll just finish this. I'm going to let you talk. One little sentence on one piece of paper given to one guy does all this. Now you're talking raw truth here. Okay. Raw. I mean, raw truth. And with that, that brings me back to that FFL. This, the Second Amendment, the application of that applying to a national, I mean, that, that, that basically an FFL, one of these ABC agencies, that's something that they come up with. That's not a constitutional mess as it is. How can that be implement, implemented on state or federal level? Because that's, again, you're asking permission. So therefore, I'm wondering why is it these people can't be held accountable on a personal level? Well, they can be should they step outside of these delegated responsibilities, but there comes the rub because one of us has got to prosecute them, okay, mm-hmm. in in their forums. So, yes, that's a potential remedy, and I think it could probably be done. P have sued government officials in personal capacity, but one of us is going to have to press it, press the envelope on it, okay? So what you want to do is okay. put the fear of them into it to where they won't mess with you okay we've had mike has bought a bunch of weapons uh other folks have bought weapons with this and uh, the stories we've heard and they do the background check i heard one the other day what was it somebody i think if somebody wrote me an email uh i, I think it's our our buddy up in alpharetta and he dropped by on a gun store that he's worked with if i remember the story here dropped by the gun store and tells him he wants to buy one and they tell him that uh, that they won't sell it to him and so he says well go ahead and do it and uh, the guy he walks over and is looking around in some other part of the store while the guy's doing the running it and he comes back over with a big smile on his face the guy that ran the check and he says they said to tell you hello the people at the fbi background check said to tell the customer hello well it's, it's, it's kind of a shame that i guess in minnesota it doesn't go that smooth i haven't tried i mean i've, I've purchased and i have the permits but now in this case i don't want to have to test again to get a permit which to me again is uh just Ludicrous. Right. So hearing Abram was rather uh, stunning. Well. And then hearing about Minnesota with their FFL business, that that was a little bit surprising as well. Well, what you may want to do, and you can be, you know, I like to use the example of Inspector Colombo. Remember him? You remember Inspector Colombo? We go, oh, oh, just one more thing, you know, when he's walking out the door. That was a good song. Yep. Uh, well, you can kind of play that role, you know, and maybe contact the licensing, the permit thing, and say, listen, I've changed statuses with the Secretary of State. I've got this affidavit here that I'm no longer a resident or a citizen of the United States. How, how, how does your process apply to me now? Oh, this is what we do here. Uh, what you end up doing is you go to a, a shop or a someone that they supposedly say, you take a course. And really what they do, that's a, it's so broad. The courses can go for many hours or a proficiency test. You know, can you shoot the target? And can you hit, hit the broad side of a barn to, hey, can you drill a hole in, in the target? So once you go through that, you take your paperwork that, yes, so-and-so came through and took a class. You go to the sheriff's office. <clears throat> you go to your local sheriff, your county sheriff. 
and then you apply for your permit. So then at that point, all that paperwork goes through your county sheriff, and within X amount of weeks, you, you get a little card that says that your permit is good to, to carry. Uh, that date is for five years, and when that expires, if you want to continue with your carry permit, you go through the process again, which to me is sheer lunacy. Well, the whole thing, the whole the, the, the whole damn the whole damn system, sheer lunacy, really. When you get in, start pull, peeling the layers off. But uh, uh, Marley, you, you're hey, obvious, uh, hey Bob, you're obviously sharp, sharp woman. You've gotten a hold of this. You've done what's necessary to get to this point. And as you continue to grow, if you feel comfortable with it, which you sound like you do, uh, start pressing the envelope on these. See, the only way the what the overriding lesson we've learned here is the only way we learn on some of these little situations like this is when somebody presses the envelope and then we learn let's see what bob has to add here this is an old-time listener hey bob yeah well i'm i'm glad to be able to call in again i have been feeling like i was on an island what you oh you no feed from ppm there was no feed on Eurofolk, and i couldn't call in and all i could do was uh, the first time I'd ever tried to get on Jitsi because we had had so much rain here in Florida that I actually was off, didn't have to work. And so I tried getting on, and I couldn't even make that work right. I couldn't ever get my mic to work. The toggle wouldn't, and I clicked on it, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even light up. So I don't know what's going on. Well, welcome to anyway, the high-tech world, Bob. Having said all of that, oh, yeah, <laughs> having said all of that, I have had this idea in mind for years. Um, I'm, this is this is the height of irony, or the height of um, um, what's it called when you're trying to hold two thoughts in your mind at the same time. I just was I just was thinking about this, but uh, a guy with a Second Amendment shirt walks into a gun store. It says all of this blah 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 rah rah patriot bullshit will not be infringed, and they say here fill out this paperwork, and he says okay. Yeah right. <laughs> Does anybody see the irony in this? Of course. I'm free as I can be. But what do I need to do to get this? I mean, it's just so. There, there are none. There are none so hopelessly uh, enslaved as those who falsely believe they're free. And they'll argue with you about how free they are they while they're submitting to this bullshit paperwork okay well here's and here's the response and i've used this on my friend i met my friend down here for coffee yesterday in the afternoon and uh and here if you're so free name me the things you can do without a license a permit or permission yep 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 yes indeed it's a strange world we live in and yep. we seem to think it's normal Yep. So uh, interesting, Bob. So you had a lot of rain down there. Cat- that's, that's what. That's what you're looking for. State. Yeah, right. I had it before I dialed, and then when I dialed in, it's like, okay, what was that? What's that phrase I was searching for? Okay. Yes, in fact, we've had about ten inches over the past ten days, and we're pretty waterlogged. Yeah. But, but having said that. A lot of old-timers that have lived there their whole life said they had never seen the first few weeks of September this dry. I mean, we were historically dry. Yeah. So we needed it. I hate to, I hate the rain well, because I can't work during it, but if I don't have it, I can't work after it. Well, you know, it's a there, may, there, there may be relief on the way, Bob. It is hurricane season. 
Yes, it is. Oh, and love bugs are here in force. Oh, the love bugs are out. Fun. Oh yeah, fun, fun. Well, I'm glad to see they hadn't. I'm glad yeah. to see they hadn't wiped them out of the environment with all their crap. So at least the love bugs yeah, are back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have minded if they did. <laughs> For those of you who hadn't been in Florida at this time yeah. of year and don't know what we're talking about, there are these little pesky horrible. insects called love bugs. And the reason that they call them love bugs is because they fly around and copulate, and they're there by the millions. And they will, if you drive around, you just get them covering your car, you know. Oh, when, and, uh, you and, go to the, you go to the wash at the, you know, at the service station. Well, service station, I ask the gas station <laughs> where you service yourself. But the bucket just stinks because. If they don't change the water out every hour, it just becomes just this fetid soup of bug guts. I mean, sorry for being so graphic, but it's just nasty. Well, the problem oh, really is if you get if you're driving around and you leave them on your car, they're highly acidic and they'll eat through the paint job. Yeah, they're no fun, and they're very difficult to get off. It's not like you can just wipe them off; they just stick. They're very yeah. like super glue with wings. You yeah. Know? Well, could be a worse position. Anyway. To, could be a worse position to go out on, couldn't there, Bob? <laughs> yeah. So hopefully they'll be gone soon. They usually don't stick around more than ten or twelve days, but it seems like they've been a little bit confused the last year or two, and they just kind of come and well. go erratically. But regardless, uh, I don't know of any. The, mostly that's in Florida. I don't know that it's even in other parts of the southeast. But boy, they're. Really... I don't know how far north it gets, but if I could send them there, I would. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I would, yeah. I'd pay the postage. Well, I'm glad to know that the love bugs are still there. It shows there's a little life in the environment, Bob. (laughs) They're sure love bugs. (laughs) Well, listen, now, the other thing I wanted to ask you, you're calling in today on the phone call-in. I am. Okay, well, then that Jitsi's got that working again, obviously. That's good. It's been out for about a week. I have been able to for, uh, yeah, I don't remember my last time I called in, but... uh, Finally, Saturday, I believe, I tried at home on the laptop, uh, tried Jitsi. I got hooked up. I did a little bit of private message with what I wasn't doing right, but never could get figured out. I could not hear. Oh. I could not hear, but I linked through. She had put a link up for somebody else to Global Voice. I linked through, so I was listening to it on Global Voice while I was watching the chat on Jitsi. <laughs> I, 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 usually it works pretty flawlessly, so I don't I don't know all these settings, man. It gets to be real confusing. So. Uh, me neither. I uh, if I would hover over the mute, it told me there was a menu, and I clicked the menu, and nothing changed. It just sat there. So I don't know what I don't have right, but it's probably over anyway, in settings. So over in settings, that little multi dot thing. I put one of my daughters on it. And they do all kinds of stuff online, having homeschooled and right. all of that. Um, they've got their own server set up with some chats and this and that. So they're quite well versed in it, and they were stumped. But wow. Okay. Well, we're glad to have you back, I'm not Bob. finding a way over it. Yeah, okay. I'm just glad the phone's working again. So. Yeah, me too. And we'll get some other folks that have been shut out here that use that method. Uh, Marla, let's go back to Marla here. Marla, did we get all your questions and everything uh, addressed? 
Yeah, for the most part. I had another one, but I, I think that might be more in the line with Ron Gibson because that's something I wanted to do is get a land patent. But the thing I was going to ask, you know, taxes, I haven't uh, I haven't filled anything out yet as far as updating a W-4 with an employer, but I'm wondering if you were to purchase. I was looking, my husband and I were looking at some hunting property in this state. I was curious about whether or not taxes had to be paid on that because if we were to, no loan, if we were just going to buy it outright, and I don't know if that's something that's up your alley, but that, that well, was really the only other question. Uh, do you have you have you uh, isolated a piece of property you're interested in? We're looking at it. I, I'm still talking to my husband about it, and yeah. that would just depend on too. I mean, the the tax liability on it that well that could make or break the price. Because well, one thing you could do is if you got cash and can buy it from him outright, then you don't register the property. He's still the owner on the property rolls. And next year when they send him the tax bill, he says, well, I don't own this anymore. Ah. Isn't that a little interesting way to approach this? Well, as you're closing on a sale, wouldn't they be wanting to make sure that they're not going to be liable if there's the seller? If they say, hey. We're going to make sure that. I'm, well, they wouldn't be liable because they don't own the property anymore. There's no liability attached when they sell it. So all I know, we used to have a listener out in West Texas. Uh, Lynn was her name, and she I called her the wolf woman because she's an elderly woman. She lived out in the middle of nowhere, Texas, totally off the grid with solar panels, and she had done that with her land. When she bought it, she didn't go register it. She was a heck of a gal, man. Raised wolves is the reason that uh, I called her the wolf woman. Um, we've had some real interesting characters around here over the years, Marla. Uh, you could do that, or and I, I think you mentioned that, and I forwarded your email to Dan and Samuel. If it might have been somebody no, else. That wouldn't have been me. Okay, well, we got yeah, some folks here. Me. We got a couple of pe- people here that are off on this alloyal title thing, okay? <laughs> And chasing it, I'm not involved. Okay, uh, on the where you own your own land, Mur. Okay, and so, and so, uh, I kind of turn. Roger, I was waiting for her to talk. (laughs) And so, I'm from the South, Mur. You got to excuse me, okay? And so, why your Spanish teacher quit? (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, So, I, uh, I. but Dan and Samuel are the main two. So we got some people that are working on that, trying to streamline the procedure and make it a little simpler than and less expensive. But there are some folks that are working on that here. That's all I know. I, we haven't seen Daniel in about a week. Where's Daniel been? Anybody know? Roger. Yes, hello. Hi, this is Lauren. Hey, well, Lauren. Hey. Hi. Um, Marla, I'm looking at the Minnesota State Constitution, and Section 15 says, lands allodial. All lands within the state are allodial and feudal tenures of every description with all their incidents are prohibited. Leases and grants of agricultural lands for a longer period than 21 years reserving rent or service of any kind shall be void. 
Okay. That's no property tax. There you go, right um, there in your constitution, you Marl. How, how you, yeah. And, and another curious thing, I was looking for their um, protection of right to bear arms, and I don't see it in here. There's nothing in this constitution, in, well, in their Bill of Rights, nothing. There, there's nothing. The only thing it says is um, something about the, um, where was it? That the, um, the military, the, the, the state will be um, supreme over any military. Like the military can't come in and overtake the state. There is a gentleman on YouTube, and he also has a, um, a um, telegram. His name is Alphonse, A-L-P-H-O-N-S-E, Bagiolo. He has been exercising his right to own his property without taxes and he has all the the procedure and all the documents that you need to get to be able to hold the co, com, the, uh, the the property assessment people um, to to show them hey um, this what I, this is what I've learned in order for them to assess a property tax your property has to have been given a situs s i t u s the definition of situs is place of a business or a crime. So if you are not actively engaged in a business from your home and there's been no crime there, you have no situs. So you use your right to know laws to, you write to them and say, hey, you know, send me any and all records showing the situs designation of, and you put the property address. Well, of course, they're going to send you nothing because there is nothing. There's another gentleman, if you just do a YouTube search, Steve, S-T-E-V-E-E, Emerson, E-M-E-R-S-O-N. He did an interview with Angela Stark on, was it My Private Audio, I think it was. Oh, you yeah. You have to slow the speed down so you can understand what he says because he speaks very quickly. <laughs> but he went through this process in, I think he was in Florida. And yeah. he he gathered up all the information, and Florida's constitution is clear cut. You don't owe any property taxes. It's so in your face; it's amazing. Um, so he gathered up all the information that he needed and went to the county assessor's office and started questioning him. And oh, there's also a return that needs to be filed. Well, I personally have never filed a return on my property taxes. So, you know, I'm going to go through this process as well to get it off off the record. But I think absolutely first thing you want to do is, of course, claim status as a U.S. national, that you're not a political resident. Um, so now you do have the lawful right to own your property free of any financial encumbrances. But um, Alphonse has all the documents that he's been filing back and forth to the attorneys on his Telegram channel under the same name. Just be, be, be warned, if you listen to all his presentations, and they're very good, and he shows you all his documentation, he shows you the law, um, he refers to American jurisprudence, but he will say, that 14th Amendment is your best friend. Oh, my that Lord. That gives you due process. And I'm thinking, uh, okay, okay, now let's, let's just back up just a minute. 
reasonably speaking, before 1868, I'm sure there was a method of due process before the 14th Amendment was passed. So just disregard that that he and don't even approach it with him on, on the telegram channel i tried nope he don't want to go there okay fine but the rest of his stuff that he brings see i want to see the law and so when they start talking about certain things about the law, show me the law let me read it i want to read it and he'll show it he'll show all of that to you and it's very interesting but steve emerson really gets into exactly how to extricate yourself from this system using the documents that your state government is required to supply you with. And I, I have found it very, very educational. So, so. Oh, and for, um, oh, there was something for Abram was speaking about um, that he might want to get an attorney. Another thing that you'll learn from Alphonse, and he's been studying um, Dr. Graves' jurisdictionary, How to Win in Court, and he learned a lot of procedures that attorneys will not exercise against other attorneys, even if it might be in the best interest of their client, because both of those attorneys are beholden to the judge. They're all in a club, and there are certain shows they're not going to see, but you, as presenting yourself you're not representing you cannot represent yourself you're presenting yourself and standing up for your rights on your own have a lot of freedom that attorneys don't have and one of those things are bar grievances and he'll explain to you how important bar grievances are and how to file one so that's just some information for everybody out there if you want to learn a little bit about a different side of the law you know, on here. Thank you, Lauren. On Lauren, here. Thank you for bringing up the fact that you present yourself. Right. I don't know how many times I've heard very smart, unquote unquote, very smart people that are trying to be so clever talk about representing themselves, and I just want to chump. Mm -hmm. ah, mm -hmm. You'd have no idea what you're talking about. Marla, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Marla. Actually, some of the. I, I, I just want to say for Marla and other folks that are new. When I speak of type A lionesses on here, Laura's one of them. In fact, she yep. may be leading the pride, okay? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If I could again, uh, it was El How did you say? I didn't catch all Alfon of Alfonso Fig Figarelli. Alfonso, A-L-P-H-O-N-S-E. Bagiolo, F-A-G-G-I-O-L-O, -O. and his Telegram channel is, 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 is that an F as in Steve? Yes, F, 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 fig, 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 how do you say it again, Lauren? Figarello? Fagiolo. Fagiolo. Fagiolo, yeah. Okay. But I would de definitely okay. dig up any, any presentations by Steve. S T E V E Emerson E M E R S O N. He Alphonse is like the protege of Steve. He's got Steve's stuff down so pat it's like listening to Steve. But Steve was the original one. He his claim to fame is he helped a friend of his in an unlawful um, foreclosure against the state. He won a $38 million suit against the state. Wow. And yeah. got the man his house back after two years. 
And um, so it was a big win. And he explained how he did it. And it's and he said, even with, like with this 14th Amendment thing, and you go around and you teach people, hey, look, you can be free, and look what this does for you. And they go, they're, you know, uh, okay. Well, he said after he, he got his property off the tax rolls, he went around showing his neighbors. And he said he got like 20 people interested in it. The rest of them were like, oh, I don't mind paying property taxes. Like, oh, okay. He said he couldn't believe it, how many people weren't interested. So, well, welcome to the world. So they can pay their property taxes so they can support these communist school board members that indoctrinate right. their children into communism. Now, I'm not interested Roger. in that. Right. Roger? Yes, Paul? Is that Paul? I have talked to Steve Emerson on the phone before yeah. and talk about a fire hose of information. I bet the guy is amazing, and the the code enforcement guys don't even go in his neighborhood anymore. They they don't even go there. <laughs> so, well, I've never heard his name before, so I'm glad to know there's somebody out there who who was trying. Was Marlo? Was that you? Yeah. So again, uh, forgive me. I was, I was trying to write fast, but you're talking about the Minnesota Constitution, it's Section 15. I didn't catch all of that. What you're saying, so that we can have a loyal property in the state. I guess I missed part of that. Yeah. It says all lands within the state are allodial, and feudal okay. tenures of every description, with all their incidents are prohibited. Uh, that's amazing that that's in their constitution, Lauren. Mm-hmm. So I've never gone it's through a really hey, look at part of it. But yeah, I have... Hold on, let Marla, let Marla talk and we'll get the others. Go ahead, Marla, I'm sorry. But that's something I haven't really looked at that closely here in Minnesota, but I we have some property tax due in October. And another thing is if you're, if it, once it's your property, you can do what you want. Because I would like to live off the grid. And years ago, you could not drill a well and put a hand pump on it. Now I have a, I have a hand pump. It was, it was uh, discombobulated from my grandfather's property. It's a decor out here. But you know, we have well water. They turn off electricity. I want to be able to go out and pump water. So if yep. I have a company come in and drill me a well, put a hand pump on it. Supposedly that's illegal. If I own my land, I can tell them to go pound sand. You sure can. You sure can. Correct. That's correct. Well, okay. and remember that I'm, your constitution, the constitution supersedes all of the agencies and all of their regulations. They have to adhere to this. I think. So they're passing laws and all that stuff, and they're trying to apply to you, and you're not a political resident anymore. Now they have, as Roger says, they have lost their veil of what is it, immunity. And then you can proceed against well, them then, criminally. Th this is very good to know. Uh, my ignorance, of course, has cost me, but uh, we also just had a wood-burning stove put in, and we had to have a, uh, an inspector come through. And I thought at that point, you know, it's too late. I've got, I'm not going to be able to get a land patent in time to tell these guys to stay out of my house. At yes. that point, I could have just told them, you're not coming in. You know what I found interesting about Lauren, what Lauren read us there is no feudal tenure. I, I can't remember any other place that I'm seeing them bring feudalism in, okay? And technically, that's what you all are on is a feudal tenure that's outlawed by your constitution. 
But you see, again, they run this stuff forward on presumption. Presume, presume, presume. Well, you're going to bend over. They've got all this authority. You're not going to challenge them. Well, Marla, now you can, sweetie. Yep. Well, yeah, because I'm looking at my I'm looking at the remainder of the year's taxes that my husband just said to me this morning. Are you going to write the bill for those taxes? And I'm, I grumbled at him, and I said, yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it. <laughs> but now in this case, well, I, I you, suppose. Marla, you can file those taxes. You can send them the check with a letter of conditional acceptance. And if they can meet, meet the conditions that you set out, then they can keep the money. And if they can't make meet the conditions, then they need to send the money back or else they will then also be liable for a lawsuit. I want to, I want to, Marla in the audience, I want you to know that Lauren got all this information when she was a, uh, uh, working at a grocery store as a checkout girl, cashier. Yeah, I was a cashier in a grocery store. Okay. So here she's coming up and talking, reading you the Constitution and talking about conditional acceptance and stuff. Hey, Lauren, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, um, I, excuse me, I called a title company yesterday and asked them about a Lodeo title and if they could help me get it on this property. And they said you can't get a Lodeo title in California. Wrong. Wrong. Well, sure, they're going to tell you that they're they probably have a license from the state in order to do business. Okay, so how do I get a Lodeo title from for California? You read your state constitution first. Okay. Find out where in your state constitution it addresses land ownership or anything of of that nature, and oh, it says. Um, private property, land, you'll find something there. But then what you need to do is you need to go through the procedure that Alphonse sets out where you you file your, you, every state has a right to know law. And you ask your right to know, you know, the applicable right to the agency that handles the land assessments out there for the situs designation. So it's a process just like it's a process you go through because what you're doing is you're gathering evidence to build a case. And while you may not necessarily ever need to go to court with this information, when you submit this information to the people who are levying fines or attempting to levy a fine against you or threatening you with you know, if you don't pay this bill, we're going to come take your property. And that's another thing um, Alphonse also covers is um, mail fraud and extortion. When they send you that in the mail on, under threat of, you know, if you don't pay this, we're going to move to foreclose on your property, that's mail fraud. And then there's mm-hmm. a procedure where you file a complaint I, with the, with the um, I know. United I, States Postal Service. I don't know who Alphonse so, is. Right. Okay, she got all right. Hold on, Alphonse. Teresa. Hold on. We'll repeat that. It's somebody's got a Telegram channel that's got some wherewithal on this. He doesn't cross the Fourteenth Amendment barrier. Hold on. He doesn't cross the Fourteenth Amendment barrier, but evidently he's pretty up to snuff on his property stuff. Alphonse, can you spell it again for everybody, Lauren, and give his name slowly because yeah. it's can Italian. You post it in the chat. It's posted in it the chat. It is posted in the chat. 
Okay. Hey, Roger. Well, I was going to say, Teresa, you need to talk and communicate with Samuel. And here's Samuel. He lives not too far from you out there. Go ahead. Yeah, I just suggestion mm-hmm. um, if you're going to go down to the county, don't mention the Lodial and don't mention land patent. You want to talk to them in terms that they understand, which is like chain of title or abstract. Otherwise, they're not going to be very helpful in most cases. Well, I'm all new to this. I'm trying to figure out just how to do this before this IRS try to tries to do anything to this trust. Uh, well, their so, their actions I'm already their actions already going. This is probably not going to alter whatever they're going to do. And I'm just saying probably. I don't know for sure, but this is another situation when all this stuff that's arisen for you, Teresa, arose in your other legal personality, and that's already going, and you've already been notified and in the dance with them. And if you change now, that's not going to retroactively go back and take care of that. I'm not saying don't do it. Right. Okay. I'm so just telling. Someone, I'm framing it for right. you. Can okay? someone please re? Can somebody repost in the chat because I'm not seeing it so that I can see it up front here for about this Alphonse. Oh, okay, Alphonse. Yeah, okay, thank a, you so much. He has a YouTube. He has a YouTube channel. It's A L P H O N S E, and his last name is Fagiolo. F-A-G-I-O. Yeah, no, I got it. Someone posted it in the chat. Okay. Someone, okay. someone posted it in the chat. Okay. Teresa, how you how you doing today? All right, hold on. I just want to check with Teresa. How you doing? Teresa, have you learned anything since we spoke the other day? Yeah, I've been trying to learn a lot. No, no, no. I mean from your from your from your law firm or any of that stuff from the No. Now I'm now I'm looking at firing them because oh. I can't get them to I sent them a letter telling them i'm really i want I, yesterday was my birthday i really wanted to apply for my national with the secretary of state on my birthday to take back my my status and they never would get back to me i even called the law firm four times i didn't have anyone that would talk to me after i gave them twenty thousand dollars on friday so uh because i can't get anyone to talk to me already that's a real bad sign to me Sorry, I'm so sorry. Someone's dinging me over here, and I don't know how to stop him without cutting you no, guys off. That's okay. We don't hear it. So, um, yeah. So um, I'm just trying to get ahead of the game here on this stuff without any, you know, just with this trying to streamline anything I can to protect this place. Even though everything's in the past, whatever, I still have to streamline it forward. So that I can put up as many walls as possible because, you know, we're talking about my whole, my whole ranch here. We're not talking about, you know, yeah, I, and I've only learned about you guys like a week ago or whatever it's been now, a whole week. So I'm trying to streamline this as fast as possible without any, you know, everyone telling me, you know, you've got to learn this, you've got to learn this. Yes, I get it. I get it, but you've got to give me time. So, um, in the meantime, I'm trying to get a Lodeo title. And then I called a title company. Of course, they told me you can't get a Lodeo title in California. So if anyone can streamline getting a Lodeo title in California without any too much confrontation, I would really like that. Samuel, Sam, have you, as, Teresa, have, have you been in communication with Samuel? He's not too far from me. He's in Placerville. Oh, right. A little. Yeah, he's in Placerville, which is about four or five hours away. Uh 
I've talked to him a little bit on the Jetsy, but I just realized I, I have to apply for Starlink because I'm not getting good cell service. I'm not getting good service here towards the end of the, my, my bandwidth month. Yeah. So I just, in order to just be able to get on this site today and hear you guys, I had to go and buy more bandwidth just to hear you. Okay. Well, okay. Um, I'd suggest you speak with Samuel. So he's going he's going to know. Well, hold on. He's got he's got somebody he's working with there that's been in this for a long time. Your new friend there, Samuel, who may have some insight into this for you. This is why I say you two probably need to connect with each other. You're both in the same state, and Samuel's okay. got years of doing this ahead of you. Okay. Samuel, is there a way for me to hire whoever? needs to expedite this for me because i really don't have any time to not expedite it well you said you had a title officer that was uh versed in this stuff yeah and she was the one she was the one that told me you can't get a lodeo title and this is a friend of 40 years she said you can't get a lodeo title in the state of california so she really didn't know and i said well i'm pretty sure you can and i hate to you know hey hey, hey roger here 40 years Roger, in, in Stamper's book, uh, uh, here's two titles to two different chapters. A Memorandum of Law on Elodial versus Feudal Titles, Land Ownership in America Day Today, the American Feudalistic Society. <laughs> he gives the entire history. Uh, you know, the, uh, we had Elodial property before the Constitution, and he basically says that title sits there. Even if there's a mortgage, the mortgage is just a lien on the property. So, um, and then I looked up and I'm 1934 Bovier um, abstract. And it says in there, if you don't have a complete abs- abstract, a, cha- a complete chain title, you're negligent. So, there you go. This is the way it was. This is the way it still is. We just believe we don't have access anymore. And I don't think that's true. I think we do. Yep. I, I'm, I'm agreeing hey, with Roger, you. Hey, Roger, there's 95 on board. 95 in the I room know. today. Wow, Lisa, thanks. But, but, mostly, but mostly because of this national status. Yeah. I think this Samuel, what really gives filing the patent teeth. Okay, so can I just say something sure. here? Sure. In 2008, the, the, MERS, sure. the banking MERS scandal where they literally hadn't uh so the whole entire MERS scandal what the banks did in 2008 with all mortgages is they did not keep the chain of title going nope and they bypassed the chain of title they bypassed the recording process so all chains of title in the united states as of 2008 when it was discovered and actually it goes back about 30 years that the banks, they basically had this program made called MERS yep. that bypassed recording processes of every single person in the United States uh, title to their property. And what, the, and what the government did was they bailed out the banks, and most people didn't know this, was you were supposed to go, you know, hi, I, you're supposed to go and quick claim your, um, quick claim your, wait, was it quick claim? No, not quick claim. It was... Um, kind of forgot the terminology of it but anyways it, you were how ha- you had to go and do something in the court of law to take back your property and get it because they bypassed the recording process for the last 30 years and because they bypassed it it was no longer a chain of title 
So everybody is sitting on a false notion that they own their property in the United States without doing this process. And it's just slipping my mind right now what the process is. It will come back to me because I have notes on it in other computers that I own. Trying to think here, but anyway, it's it's all about. I will ask my friend if he he's able to do an abstract for you or pull the numbers for you for the documents in Mendocino County. Uh, I'll I'll do that for you and see what. I would really appreciate. Thank you, Samuel. I really appreciate all the help I can get here because I'm like up against a wall now. I'm looking at firing these lawyers because they're not. When I, when I asked them, hey, that's real important to me to get my nap, become a national status. And they're like, well, initially when they, before they had my money, they said, well, we really don't want you to do that. And I'm like, okay, but why? They wouldn't give me a why. And then I called, called them less than, you know, a whole weekend went by and I wrote them a letter over the weekend saying, look, I really want to do this on my birthday, which was yesterday. And they never got back to me. They're just like sh- like shunning me because they've already got my money. So now I have to send them a letter basically firing them because they won't even talk to me. And this is getting so goddamn frustrating, frustrating for me. I mean, it's already I already feel like I'm being like, you know, put through the living hell here on this whole bullshit IRS thing that I don't really have a lot of patience for nonsense when people say, well, you have to do this, you have to do that. I really don't have it anymore, guys. Well, I'm doing all like uh, I'm, of course, I'm going my- down to the county today, and I'm bringing the, the research, the the documents. I got 39 documents, and unfortunately, I can't pull them myself because they got to be certified. So, I have to give it to the county. The county pulls all the documents; it stamps them certified, and that's my chain or my abstract complete from the land patent to me, and then I have to pay for that. And then we do the artful part of the abstract, which is include the national and probably the affidavit. We're, 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 we're all noodling over this and trying to figure out how to best approach it. But for sure, national is it going to be in there and reference to God is going to be in there. These are some of the things that we're, we're, we're trying to hammer out. Now, Teresa. You quit claiming your deed okay, well. and put it in a trust. Bifurcate the title that way you got an equitable claim. Anytime you've got a trust, I do, I think you're back in the system. The well, patent is the highest authority uh, the private for ownership. Trust. Private trust. Well, here's the, here's the problem. In her dealings with IRS, when all these patriots 30 years ago were trying to use trust as a tax vehicle, which is not designed to be, the IRS started treating all trusts as persons. That's the problem. And they can accuse you of fraudulent conveyance if they think they, you're trying to sneak they away can, from them. They can throw that at you without a doubt. Okay. So my question, Teresa, though, is back to the Jones tax relief people. When when you said, can I change and be a national, they said, don't do that. We don't know how much they know and understand. See, that's the that's on it's that. Irrelevant. They're not talking to me now. Well, I understand that, but when they told you not to do it, how much do we know that they understood of this process and its ramifications? And that's something we don't know, okay? So, for whatever reason. But if they won't talk to me, and they won't talk to you, and I paid them $20,000 to be my counsel well I, and they're not counseling me what the hell's the point well i mean I, i'm not arguing with you i'm just bringing up the other point okay 
Right. Well, I, I don't know what they know or do know, and I, nor do I care at this point, because I can't get them to talk. So if they're not responding to letters or emails and they're not responding to phone calls, within, and within three days of getting my money, what there's no, there's no relationship there in my eyes. And especially when this was really important for me to file yesterday. And as far as me going into this trust, I went into this trust before I ever got this letter. I never well, knew. Well, you're actually in a trust relationship with, with your attorney. They're, they're in a fiduciary position. And if they're not performing, no, you no, can no, take no, them no. to court for breach of trust. I'm not in a trust position with an attorney. I'm in a trust position with a software engineer that created, that created the trust in general for me because he owned the company that created the trust with another company. I don't know how to explain it. He created a software program that was never purchased from. Um, yeah, but the point he's trying to make is that you are in a trust relationship. You are in a trust with, with the attorney. Yeah, whether you know it or not. They're, they're in a fiduciary oh, relationship to you. And oh, if you they're not the performing. that I just hired. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. And you can yes. take them and into so court for breach of trust. Yeah. Didn't Brent Allen Winters also advise you not to uh, go national? Didn't he say that also? If or, no. I, I don't remember. He's, he said, hold off while this whole thing blows over. And I'm like, no, I don't want to hold off. I don't. Be and the reason why I don't want to hold off is because this holding off stuff is what got me here. And these people are taking their sweet ass time. Everybody takes their sweet ass time. I don't have time. I mean, it's just a matter of time before that IRS comes down this driveway and starts seizing my assets for something I never well, did. Now, you keep, uh, okay? that, that, hold on. Let's keep no, something in perspective. Teresa, Teresa, let's keep something in perspective. Yes. The IRS does not move fast. They're not going to come driving I up here. I get your, all that. They're not going to do that immediately. <laughs> okay. They're talking about 2018. It's 2022 going on 2023. Well, they Regardless if they move fast or not, I'm already three years down the road and just learned about it. But they just notified you. They're, but, they're, you're not going to see them coming up. It doesn't matter. Up. Okay. Well, you have it your way, okay? To me. It sounds, no, no, it so sounds to it me like matter. they don't want this to be part of the record. They don't want to bring the the national the u.s national to be part of the lawsuit because then it becomes part of the the public record uh, i i would guess that that's why they're not talking to you anymore because they don't want anything to do with being part of that becoming part of the public or part of the lawsuit so it becomes part of the public record if i'm saying that correctly my my feeling Why don't here you just go yeah. ahead and file your affidavit i mean just do it i am i'm actually getting in the i'm actually getting in the car with my computer right now and going to the post office and filing with the state and the and the um the state of california and also the secretary of united states of america whatever no. they are no, all you no, need I to do, Teresa. Uh, Teresa, all you need to don't, do, is Teresa, don't get don't get worked up into a lather where you don't do something correctly. Okay. All you do the is already filled out. Teresa, Rodney. all you do is yeah. file with the U.S. Secretary of State. That is all. File one document with a cover letter. 
Don't tell okay, anybody what, you what filed Cal- it. Don't tell okay. anyone. What about California? Don't what tell about California? anyone. No. Don't don't do anything with California. File with the U.S. Secretary of State. That's it. And why is that? Just why, because why that, just that? Because then you're released and your status has changed. Look at it's it really this no way. one else's business. That's the feudal landlord. You're opting out. That's all you do right now. Be careful here. Okay. Be be careful here because she's rushing in to uh, at the edge of the volcano, and a man running at the edge of the volcano is not careful. I I I sense the pressure that you're under and the frustration, Teresa. I I don't know what to tell you except you know the old saying: fools rush in. Okay. Alan, yeah, I'm what, not what, in and, okay, well, I'm going to leave it up to no, you. It's okay. your decision because you got to deal with the complications. I'm this just trying what, to give you some cautions here. Question. Have you, right, if you're a national, then you have the choice. You can choose to be either to continue with your lawsuit or you can continue as a national. I mean, you, you give yourself both options. I would, if I was you, you know, in my opinion type of thing, I would file that affidavit lickety split and be careful, like they're all telling you, to make sure you cross your T's and dot your I's, um, don't do anything in haste. But it gives you the option of being in either situation. I yield. Well, I know. Yeah, I know. Roger. Hold on. Can I say something? Well, I guess so. Go ahead. I'll get to you in a minute, Alan. Go ahead. Okay, so I I understand about you guys saying Russian, and the reason why the lawyers didn't want me to do it is because they want to claim, oh, I'm a sickly girl, and I'm going to go on disability, which I'm not. Okay, I made millions of dollars in my life, and I can do it again. It's just, yeah, I am sickly, but I'm not some stupid person that doesn't know how to make money. So their whole their whole strategy, which I. Tr- Teresa, you need to be a praying girl. And I think we lost her here. Uh, again, I, my my curiosity is how much of this does the Jones Law Firm uh, uh, tax people understand? And I don't think they understand it. I think she brought up something that seemed like it might judge uh, or, or, or John just the way they were wanting to proceed, and they just said no without understanding what's going on here. That you know, this is back to this re-education process, and one of the things that I was excited about Teresa contacting them and establishing a relationship is maybe we can feed them this information. Okay, and I don't think they understand it. My my gut feeling might be wrong. Okay, they jump right to sovereign citizen. Well, probably, Alan. What were you trying to say, Rog? I I think that uh, I think everybody's looking at it wrong there because. If you want to use their system of law and you say you're out from under everything they do, then that would be a benefit to you, and you would owe a duty for using their system of law, wouldn't you? Well, if she's uh, – see how complex. And I also think that, that her saying she was going to be a national, that law firm probably did understand that, and they understood that the same things may not apply because she is a national – the laws would not apply the same way, and they may have seen well, trouble see, with that. Well, we got too many unknowns. We're speculating here on things we don't know. Well, but if she wants, 
in the law, she needs to do it in the common law, and a lawyer's not going to be able to well, do that. They probably don't even know anything about the common oh. law, quite frankly. Oh. So did she already retain them as counsel? She paid them twenty grand. See, now if she changes status, then that voids their contract pretty much because I don't think under that contract that they could represent a national. They're, I'm sure it's in there that they're representing a U.S. citizen. I don't know. And they, they probably couldn't help her. Don't know. Don't know. We're talking. We're, yeah, we're speculating yeah, yeah, on We're speculating on unknowns here. Okay. Hey, Roger. Yes. What if, um, as a suggestion, maybe doing a remittance coupon as a payment for the taxes to get them off of her and then from there she can just do her no, I don't know I don't know any I don't know anything about that people got in trouble doing that I don't I don't know anything about it okay I've accepted for value and all that stuff I I don't know anything about it I just I would just follow the directions on the uh IRS website cuz they have it on there how to do it okay well it may be a valid suggestion if it's their own terminology but uh, I'm sorry to see somebody in a, with their life in a frazzle, obviously, like, as Teresa's is because of all this crap. Okay? And that's why I say my, the ideal candidate that comes here comes with a clean slate. Then we can really help you. we got a clear-cut line of demarcation. We can help you going forward. You bring all this baggage in, and it just does nothing but complicates things. I'm not shaming you for having the baggage. I'm just telling you the situation, okay? Like me, I got my baggage with the uh, Fiji. Remember Fiji? Let's not go there again. Right, right, right. The fully informed jury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, but mine isn't as complicated. Well, no, I, no, I, I, no, I got a choice. Jury duty is pretty simple compared to what Teresa's going through, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Roger, there was a question in the chat of somebody saying if anyone has marked out anything on their passport application. Don't ever deplace a government form. And that's what I told him, and I just wanted to confirm that. Okay, should I tell my that story about about uh, Cade, Eric Cade again? Do I need to tell that? Okay. We, yes, this is Adam, Roger. I was the one that asked that question. Okay. But it's an old form, but it, it literally says if these apply to you, mark through them. Oh, you're the talking form. about in the instructions? Yes, sir. Okay, yes, don't sir. mess with that. Just don't deface the application. They're okay. talking, what they're talking about that you're referring to is related to the uh, acts and conditions where they ask you to do an explanatory statement in the oath. Like, yes, sir. Okay, well, you had, that's not dealing with what we're dealing with. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Now, I'm going to tell you this story about Eric Cade. I don't know, five years or so ago, we got into a group of, of black folks up in Winston-Salem that were meeting with uh, against IRS. They were doing IRS meetings. And somebody got my information into them, and it spread like wildfire out of there. And one of the guys that got a hold of it was a guy named Eric Cade, a black guy lived in Maryland, uh, and he was a mortgage broker, of all things. And so Eric came on the program and learned about it. He's a very articulate guy. Had his own radio program, okay? And uh, comes on, and he gets real excited like most people do, you know. Uh, some, well, some people do, anyway, like some people do. And he, so he's right there in Maryland, so he just hops a train into D.C., and they've got a stop on the train where it's the State Department. And they've got an office right there where you can do your passport right on site. 
So he goes in, he's got his passport application filled out, and he circles non-citizen national in the oath. And the guy goes, I can't accept this. He didn't tell him why. He just said, I can't accept it. Well, now Eric thinks that the process doesn't work. So he calls in the next day, and he's telling me all this, and he starts telling me. I said, well, you, you can't deface their form. Oh, okay. So he goes down that day and finds a different clerk who's a black gal and tells her the story. And she says, give me that thing, honey. <laughs> Takes his application, and she circles non-citizen national and processes it. So you never know. But don't deface government forms. All right. Who's next? We had a brisk conversation going there. We've lost Teresa, probably out of her range or whatever. Has somebody else got something to bring forward? We've got a lot um, of people on to, the board here. Go ahead. <clears throat> kind of wanted to um, say something about Adam's point in that um, we have to operate under their regime until we have enough numbers to operate our own regime exactly and then we can start building our own system see our own common law courts and all that stuff but we got to have enough people you've already got the common law court there though that's what everybody don't seem to understand it's there it's well, in the constitution it's right there but the people that have been carrying them since oklahoma city have been a bunch of serfs trying to say they're going to get together and overthrow the lord of the manor we got to reconstruct common law courts like up in flathead county montana where you got well i don't know how many people are up there but there's a bunch of them okay and that's why, Adam, I'm so thrilled about Etowah County and you as the newest uh, participant from the county and the fact that, that Adam, are you, you're still with us, right? Adam? Yes, sir. Now, yes, sir. I was particularly intrigued with your comment of your childhood friend being the county district attorney. Yes, sir. We we went to school together, played basketball together, everything. I talked to him a good little bit, so I'm just, I'm still kind of waiting until that the received receipt, I guess, whatever it is, when I send it certified mail, once it comes back, then I will go. Because okay. I want to, I want to send it through the mail. Like when you said that might not, when I was telling you that I was going to just hand it to, and I think you'd said, well, that might not be, uh, official. So I thought, well, I'll just send it to him in the mail, and then I'll take a copy of it and talk to him. Okay, now I'm going to make this. I think I might have done this last week when this came up, but you were talking about other stuff too. I'm going to make you this offer, okay? If your yes, friend would like to talk to me personally to understand this, I'm at I'm at his disposal. Yes, sir. I'll ask. I, I'll ask him when I go. I already I sent your I uh, do research for uh, Doctor Sean Brooks on his podcast, and then I kind of unofficially do research for Shane Saint Pierre on a uh, anti disinformation podcast. But I sent Shane your stuff yesterday, and he he talked back and forth to me a little bit, and then Doctor Brooks is waiting on me to get my stuff done. And then he wants to get more information as well. Okay, well, I'm not familiar with either one of those guys, but I'm highly yes, in favor of spreading this everywhere we can spread it. 
Yes, sir. Okay. So you yep. just keep that in your back pocket. If, you're, if your childhood basketball playing buddy wants to talk to me personally about this, I'll walk him through the whole thing. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Boy, and then you get the DA in your county on your side and get a good sheriff in there. You guys in Etowah County got something going, okay? Yep. That'd be awesome. Roger, you can I, I? I know you guys are on a, 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 a. You were saying yesterday you had a choice. You have three choices: non, 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 non-national, and national no, non. No, no, no. Let's get the terminology right. Let's look at it from a timeline, okay? For the from the Articles of Confederation up to the 1868, there was only one political status, and that was a state citizen. And it's replete in all the old law cases. They've changed that now to a national. But so, there were originally only 13 states. It doesn't make any difference. You're still a state citizen. There, see, there was no federal citizenship. There wasn't a federal citizenship until after the Civil War. So there was only one status. And the states were all, uh, they were considered to be countries back then. Okay. Did you know that? Uh, I know there was states' rights, and there was a big thing over states' rights. Well, let me give you an example. When the Civil War started, Abraham Lincoln, the, the, the highest the highest graduating officer from West Point, I think still to this day, is Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee was the only person to go through West Point and never get a demerit. Nobody else has ever done that. Okay? So he was a real premier person. Abraham Lincoln wanted him to command the northern forces. He lives over where Arlington National Cemetery is now. Was the, was Robert E. Lee's family? Uh, he married into it, but it was his his Amer- his wife's land. Okay, you can see the White House from Arlington National Cemetery. Lincoln wrote him a note, a letter asking him to command the Northern armies, and Robert E. Lee wrote back and said, "I cannot fight against my country." Because the states were considered countries. Wow, wow. Okay. All right. So for that whole period of time, all you had was state citizens. Then you got the second one, and that's the federal citizen of the United States. And then they hid trying to hide the national with American Samoans and their non-citizen nationals. And the reason they're labeled that is because they have natural rights at birth, but they don't have 14th Amendment rights. They have to naturalize to get them. So there's the three statuses, national, citizen of the United States, non-citizen national. And our people, our people. I got some mentally handicapped guy asking me, God damn. Okay, well, don't cuss at him like that. I'm so. sorry. Uh, na- no, All right, so anyway, I- there's the Go three back. Yeah, This guy asking me directions. Okay. Hey, well, could you rewind where you started? Can well, you rewind back where you said again the three? All right, there's three, there's three statuses. The first one that went up to the Civil War, they added the second one. There's the Jim Crow laws. There's the two. 
Then they put a third one of American Samoa and Swains Island in effect to try and hide the word national because they call them non-citizen nationals. Notice that's what they hey, use. Roger. Hold on, Bob. Notice that's what they use in the passport oath. Not See, they say you're a citizen of the United States or a non-citizen national. They don't give you, and I guess what they're doing here on technical is because a citizen of the United States is both, they don't have to put all three in there, and that's where the warning box comes on in the instructions, telling you you can submit documentation to change from a U.S. citizen to a national, but they don't list all three statuses there. Bob, what do you want to add? Well, let's put a really fine point on this, and I think I'm correct, and somebody can correct me if I'm not. The gentleman said you have you have three choices. That is entirely false. There are three choices, but you don't have them. A national right. cannot go back to being a citizen if he has opted out. It's no, I think he can't. I, they won't allow you. I think I'll bet you if can, you act, Bob. It, okay, I don't believe you can because it says something explicitly about it's it. Well, okay. I may be conferring something in there that's not, but if you opt out, for instance, if you do the, uh, what you call it, election. Uh, yeah, revocation of election. Well, that's our, that's, yeah, yeah now we're, that, hold you, it. Now we're bringing IRS language into no, here. We're I understand. Br- okay. You can't go back on that. Now, a national cannot become a U.S. national because that's American Samoan. An American no, Samoan a non- national can't become a national. No, it's They're not U.S. nationals. They're non-citizen nationals. We're U.S. They nationals. They are U.S. nationals. We are nationals. 8 U.S.C. 1101, 21 and 22. Well, Bob, I just don't we agree with nationals. that. According to, their, according to their According to their nomenclature my, okay, in the State Department document, is, all U.S. citizens are U.S. nationals, but these others are different. So according to their own policy statement, that's not correct. Well, the dual citizenship thing would come into play there. But my real point is this. You don't have three choices. There are three choices. But nobody has all three of them possible. We can't opt in to be an American Samoan. Correct. We can't become nationals. And the citizens can become a national if they wish, but they can't become a uh, non-citizen U.S. national. So, Wait, I, listen, we're, uh, I'm at, Bob, we got, we're confusing a whole lot of people right here, okay? Hey, I, I don't think you're, I don't think you're clearing it. I think you're muddying it. You know, the streamli- streamlining, streamlining this, streamlining this right down to, Step one, step two, step three. Step one, affidavit. The Pope, no, no. the uh, other. Step one, get your arms around the information. And that is clearing it for me, Roger, because you know I have my issues with that U.S. in front of there. Well, I mean, it's That's their language. Line. It's their language in their policy statement, Lisa. I'm going to follow that every time. Well, yeah. but let most me read, people that I read it right. That streamlining read it right from 21 and 22 in 8 USC. The term national means a person owing permanent allegiance to a state. The term national of the United States means a citizen of the United States or a person who. So I said United States national rather than national of the United States. 
but that's the only difference in the terminology, but it's vastly different in its scope. Okay. The term national, lowercase, means a person owing permanent allegiance to a state. That would be that's a state anybody who has, yes, that is anybody who has stepped outside the federal bounds or never come under it. The term national of the United States means a citizen of the United States or be a person who, though not a citizen of the United States, owes permanent allegiance to the United States. That, that's, Ameri- e. that's American, American Samoan. Samoan. That's them. Wayne's Island. Yeah. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. Okay, so the term is national of the United States, not U.S. national. Correct. Okay, so this is these terms of art and these things they're imputing into these things exactly like they write them. Raj? Yes. Isn't isn't the problem that they're using definitions and different phrases across different codes? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah, they muddied the water. How are well, we supposed it, to figure well, it out? I wonder why. Okay, this is how the links these people have gone to to hide this. They mm-hmm. never thought anybody would figure it out. And for the most part, they're right. Wow. Roger? Okay. Yes, Marka. I guess that's a correction we're, we're going to have to have the government make on the U.S. state gov a website and put nationals of the United States, United States of America. That's the problem we're all having saying we're nationals of the u.s just use the word damn well you're not saying you're national of the u.s you're saying you're a u.s right. national right but seeing it it's like i understand you know. marka i totally understand the intention confusion here this confusion is intentional they've layered this thing in with all these things to obfuscate this that's why you know it's so what? important to use their terms. I understand. Do you know what the, the common denominator across all of their different definitions is? The word national. Just use that. That's a, what I've been preaching, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm a state what? national. No, I'm an American national. Just use the damn word national, you stiff-necked. As defined by the INA, all U.S. citizens are U.S. nationals. There it is right there, and it's defined by the INA, right there in their language, on their policy document, on the State Department website. Right. And here's what hung up Chris Cave, the title, Certificates of Non-Citizen Nationality, because he wouldn't let that go. Here's the problem with people like Chris. We have too much knowledge and understanding compared to the other people. We know about the 14th Amendment and this differentiation. When we see non-citizen national, we're not taking it in the context they are. We're imputing our own into it. Oh, yeah, I'm a non-citizen. That's got to be me. Because I thought that, too. Only American Samoans and Swains Islanders because they get natural rights at birth and they have to naturalize to get 14th Amendment civil rights. That's why they're non-citizen nationals. And believe me, here's what I think they're trying to pull. Because they've only got this a couple of places and they change it and mix and match it where they want to to confuse you. But the one place they really put it's in the oath of the passport. 
So let's look at the average Joe Dumb on the street that takes the trouble to read the passport oath. And he's going, well, I swear under penalty of perjury I'm a citizen of the United States or a non-citizen national? Well, I don't have any idea what that is or who those people are, but they're non-citizens, and I know I've been conditioned to that I'm a citizen, so I know I can't be that, and they don't even look any further. I think that's one of the major reasons they did that. Don't know. Speculation. But you can see the line of reasoning with people, and the vast majority of the people don't know about the 14th Amendment. Let's all get that straight. So and they've they, got to get these – sorry, I'm, I'm not going to – I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. Go ahead. And they've got to get this together fast because these people are going after their kids. I don't have any kids. I'm talking about people who are concerned about their kids not getting vaccinated and not helping out the casket industry, which is making more – child caskets than ever before in history the guy the guy that made the caskets he said i've never had this many orders for caskets for For freaking kids that's right that wasn't able to be verified well that was misinformation okay could be certainly stands to reason what's going on i mean listen you you know in china i heard on rents last night in china they've got mobile crematoriums they drive around the cities in a, in a truck. They get a body, throw it in the back, fire it up, and the body's gone, and they drive on to the next body. They don't even know is if they that, give the remains to the family or not. Is that guy on your program, is he saying that he doubts this? to be? I don't doubt anything that these people are doing. Is that person? I know that, that just, there's people. That's me. That's Theo. They tried to check that out about the caskets, and nobody could find the guy that said that he worked for the casket company, so they couldn't verify it. I I wouldn't care. Even if it weren't true, it's true because people are dying and children are dying. So That's fine. I don't need to know his name. I don't need to know his Calm down. It, it's, it hurts our purposes if we start sharing information that turns out to be bogus. Now, I know people are dying from the vaccine, so-called, but it doesn't help us to put out stuff that's not true and can't be verified because it makes us look like idiots. When they try to verify it, the guy doesn't exist, the company doesn't exist, and it comes out like people just made the stuff up. Well, well life insurance, Paul, life, life. I'm, two, days, two, day, two days in a row, I've lost control of the program. Bring out your dead. <laughs> Bring out your dead. That, well, thank that's you. That's a good one. Thank I like you. that. Thank you, Monty. <laughs> hey, Roger. Hey, Roger. Yeah. Hey, Alan. Who's uh, who's, got, can... who's got all the noise in the background? Please go ahead, Alan. Let's see if we can get some semblance of order back in no, here. Please, I don't. I, I think I've lost order. it. <laughs> On a different on a different note here, I had a, a question that maybe somebody's own will know, but has, do you know of anyone that has used the Itericare wand that has had the injection? No. And if so, what did it do to them? I don't know. We'd have to poll the audience on that. But something John said about increasing blood circulation with it would probably key in on some of those people if they did, for whatever reason, get this damn jab. 
You know, some people are saying that whatever's in that jab could be activated some by frequencies and all. So, you know, I was just kind of curious what know. what may happen with that. If, don't know. if that is so. We're, you know, Alan, with, with the Itera care and with this jab, we're in uncharted territory. Yeah, true. Okay. Well, I just want to throw it out there. If anybody knows or heard, then... I would like to know. All right. I know there's Roger, a GPS back there. Right, the, uh, everybody yeah. wants to hold on. Everybody wants to talk at once. We're at the end of the program. We don't have much time left. <laughs> Go ahead. Whoever's talking right there. Come on. Hey, Roger. Yes. This is Liz from New Hampshire. Hey, Liz. How you doing? Okay. I do have information that is verified that... Um, Chlorine dioxide, when it's used properly, can nullify some vaccinations. Now, I know this has been through uh, Hummel and uh, Gibson or some some name like that, and he had had uh, someone who had to get vaccinated to uh, go from their country into the U.S. Okay, and what he did is he had her take uh, the protocol after she got into the U.S. because after she passed everything and every, and when they checked her blood, there was no vaccines at the doctor's in the doctor's office. So the doctor said, "Oh, you got to get your vaccines." Well, she had already had the vaccine. But it didn't show up when she ha- when she was in the U.S. to get, uh, you know, whatever it was that they wanted her to do. Okay. She may have gotten the uh, the she may have gotten the saline one. Could have no, no telling, you know. No what have you guys heard about Thuja Leaf? Thuja Leaf. Thuja Leaf. Never heard of it at all. I heard that that could T H U J A Thuja. I heard something about Thuja Leaf. It's a leaf. Okay. Never heard yeah. of it. All right. We're right at the end of the program. Uh, and good. It's good for what? Good for th- th- <laughs> something with the vaccines. So Thuja. Thuja. T-H-U-J-A. I cured my my niece's 52 watts with it. Really? Okay. Well, there you go. T-H-U-G-A. and T-H-U-J-A. Excuse me. J-A. T-H-U-J-A. For you. What part of the world does it come from? I don't know. I live in Boston. There's five different <laughs> varieties, three of them in Asia and two in the U.S. Okay. Well, it's the first I, I've I, ever heard of it. Can I jump in here real quick? You better do it real quick, Paul. <laughs> okay. I think the MMS protocol, which was the chlorine and chlorine dioxide, I, I heard the story or I read the story. They started her on the protocol before she got the vaccine and continued the protocol for a week after, and nothing showed up on her blood panel. So, Well, again, she could have gotten a saline solution shot. Could have. Could have. So we don't know. But as far as the Thuya, uh, I have one growing in my living room. Really? <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Because well, I hear it grows air. All right. I have... Go ahead. I have seventy-five. I have seventy-five Thuya green giants in my yard that I planted uh, in two thousand and eleven, and they grow sixty feet tall. It's like a. a it's an evergreen. It's like a uh, an arborvitae, 
but it's yeah. drought-resistant, deer-resistant, and uh, they grow 10 feet around. It's a cylinder, and it's an incredible hedge. If you look at the, the estates in England, you know, these big castle estates, and they have a hedgerow, that's what they got on their hedgerow. It's a Thuya green giant. They stay green year-round, and, again, they get 60 feet tall, 10 feet around, and uh, they're pretty awesome. Yeah, it's in the white spruce family. And they're also cat-resistant. I can attest to that, too. And they grow super fast. Okay. We've covered a lot of ground today. They grow really fast. Um, You guys can't air it. The whistler's on in the background. That means we're right at the end of the program today. Marla, I want to thank you for being new and stepping up and ask your questions. Nice to meet you. Uh, uh, if you're, you uh, you've offered me. you're welcome. And uh, every anybody else new on here, we'll be back tomorrow if you got questions as we go forward with this. That's what this forum's for is for folks like you and Marla, and uh, and old veterans like Lauren who we're always pleased to hear from. Um, so anyway, Lauren took me real seriously years ago when she stumbled onto us and I used to say, make this information yours. And that girl right there took me literally. Okay. You could hear it in her interaction with us today. Okay. And the self-confidence and the re-empowerment that we've seen her grow through, all of you can do that. Everybody can do this. Okay. So, anyway, thanks, Lauren. Good to hear from you and the input. And uh, we'll continue on. Uh, Teresa, you and Samuel get together and see if you can hammer something out on your situation. And we'll be back tomorrow, same time and same stuff. And I'm going to go have lunch with a bunch of good expats here and probably talk about the iTerror machine at lunch. So, anyway, uh, we're about to exit out of here. Lay your body down is what they're saying. And that means, provecho, Rogelio. thank you very much. We're uh, taking them literally. And-